Yeah, very. It's appropriate to have that. You look very maternal and studious with your Do glasses. Do glasses? They're yeah. very, they're very bougie glasses. They are, and they need to be cleaned. Oh. <laughs> so I won't leave them alone. Well, it's probably Not a good thing you can't see me clearly anyway. Oh my goodness. Well, here we are, Nadine. This is Hi, Donna. Hi. Good to see you. Nice to see you too. And it's good to see you as well. Welcome to Teach People How to Treat You. My name is Donna. And my name is Nadine. Welcome. Welcome. So we haven't recorded in a while. No. Uh, been a lot going on. A lot going on. We're still, this is still during the COVID times and uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't even know if it's called, what phase are we in? I don't even know. I don't know anymore because things change rapidly. Uh, my children keep me posted. I try to be <laughs> unlimited. <laughs> we try to be in the know. I know it's terrible. Yeah, I don't know. There's too many things coming at us so fast and furiously. You can't. I can't keep up with everything else that's going on in life. I I try to be on top of the, like the latest, most current story. Um, it's just it's just a bit of a challenge. Yeah. So I just keep the news on when I'm working from home. Oh, that way I might catch a glimpse of yes. something that I need to know about. Yeah, that's what I was doing too for a while. I'd have it on and just when I watch in the kitchen. And then, but then when they start to repeat the same news stories, that's when I you know, have to change the channel or yeah. something. But well, you feel you're up to date. Yeah, exactly. We've caught up. I know them all. Um, but anyway, today, today we would like to talk about what it's like raising daughters today as opposed to then. You know what then is? Then was when we were being raised. And uh, there's a lot of differences, that's for sure. Oh my goodness, huge, huge. differences. The yeah. way our parents were with us and our mothers, let's just talk about our mothers yeah. were with us, never mind our dads and how we are with our daughters. Plus our situation's a bit different because we came from families where mom and dad were a unit and you and I have been single moms as well. So that throws a whole other demographic or yeah. demographic, sorry, dynamic yeah. into it. Yes, absolutely. And well, we were discussing before we even started this, uh, how we wanted to approach it. And I think that our best way would be to talk about our personal experiences and perhaps some of you can identify with, with them as opposed to us making generalizations because every story is unique. Every family had their own dynamic and uh, functioned differently. And, uh, and the, also I was raised by parents that were born and raised in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, but their grandparents, so my grandparents, so yes, so my grandparents and great grandparents came to Canada as immigrants from Italy. And uh, Nadine, yours, your background again? So my, both my parents were same thing, were born and raised uh, in Montreal by French, Cana French Canadians. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they were third generation. Wow, so they've been here yeah. for a while. They've been here for a while, except yeah. my dad's mother was um, first generation Irish. Oh. So I really am that authentic French. I know people talk about, <laughs> oh, you're French and Irish. And then you never know what their reaction or the fallout from that is going to be when they say, you're French. You're Fre what are you? Oh, French and Irish. And then I wait. I wait to see where the shoe's going to land. <laughs> right? I don't know if it's going to. But I just wait. It's that dramatic pause. Yeah, yeah. And, and born in a very staunch Roman Catholic upbringing. Yeah. Same here. And there was Same. no choice. Like, there was no choice. We, we didn't have the kind of freedom and choices, even as younger people. No. No, we didn't. We didn't. I always felt that I was under pressure. I had to live up to that typical stereotype. I had both my mom and my dad grooming me 
to be the perfect wife, the wife and, um, and mother. And I will tell you that I always rebelled against that. It just wasn't my personality. I wasn't even good babysitting. Like I never babysat, I think maybe once. And so I just never saw myself in that role, but I was constantly being conditioned and, and encouraged to pursue that. I was not encouraged to pursue an education after high school. Uh, in fact, I really wasn't going to go to university. It was one of my cousins, another female cousin, yeah. who encouraged me. Mm-hmm. And um, and I thought, okay, I guess I should go to school then. And if you can believe it, my father even said to me, go to school for fun, not for real. Like, what a thing to tell your daughter. What a, like, what a thing to say. And what did he mean by that? What well, what he, he meant was, yeah, sure, go get a, get another education, uh, get a university degree if you can, but that's not what's important to him. What was important was, and I quote, finding the right mate. He felt that my job in life was to find the right husband, someone who could provide for me and my family and just, you know, be a good guy, really. Yeah. And your, and your role was to do what? Uh, dom- be domestic, be at home, exactly. be the homemaker. And oh my gosh, my mother was the epitome of the perfect homemaker. And there's no way I could ever live up to that. I could never keep my house the way she did or, or cook the way she did. Not that I'm not, a, I'm, a, I'm a good cook. It's just, it's not in, my, I want to say my DNA, but it must be, but, but it's not in my personality to, to want to do it. I don't want to. So not only did you have the social structure, because the outside world was, was putting that kind of pressure on us. In the 70s. Sure. In the, in the 70s, uh, we were mentioning that um, we, we took home economics was a credited course that yes. women would take. We yeah. were encouraged to take as high school students to learn how to cook and clean and, and so, sew. So. And I made a bag, a quilt bag with those handles. Remember those wooden handles? Did yes. You, I think everybody, everybody had to make that. that I, I think was awful. there's a designer that actually stole that look or emulated it, like a high, like a Louis Vuitton or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I, so, because my mom said that to my daughter the other day, um, because Madison decided she was going to take up knitting to oh, have something in common yeah. with her grandmother. And, it didn't go well because my mother really critiqued it. And that was the comment that came out of my mother's mouth was, well, you know, when you learn something online, it's not as good as when you take courses or you learn from somebody like me who was, you know, raised doing that. And well, you never had the, she actually said this, you never had the privilege of having a course called home economics where you could learn to do these kinds of things. So my daughter's like, are you kidding me right now? Like I just did this. (laughs) and you're telling me i have no value because i learned on google that's wild i know and well and that leads into that whole other thing we were talking about okay so back in the day we there there was no google or internet and um with social media like we oh it's just so different we i'd like you to say so you had something really poignant that you were saying about that all right, so our worlds yeah. were much smaller yes. back then as far as information. we had Our resources were our mom and dad yes. who had the leverage on us because they had years of experience. Yeah, sure. And then we had our friends. And right? then we and had our friends and, and family whatever. members, like cousins and aunts and uncles. And that, that was it, really. That, that was, was it. it. That was our circle. That was it. Yeah. And then, well, but then oh, outside television, of that, we had television, 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 radio, yeah. newspaper, uh, or... 
encyclopedias that I never yeah. went look something up out of a book. Like I couldn't be bothered. And today, the information that they have, they being our daughters and our sons, yeah. is so much faster, is so much broader. Like, it's a huge world. They have a huge world of, of yeah, information. It's infinite, really. It yeah. is infinite that they could get. So I could, I think that, you know, sometimes I look at Madison and I say, I hate that you're smarter than me. Because even when we try to maybe instill a little bit of the family values of the way that we we were brought up doing things because it's a generational thing. And like, to your point with us, it's a cultural thing, you know, Italian, French, and Irish, there's certain traditions and, and expectations, expectations and family values and so on that we want to pass on to our daughters. And sometimes she looks at me and says, why would I want to do that? It doesn't fit into my life's plan. And when I say, well, why then you, then, then we become our mothers. My mother was a huge control freak, huge, like, just a quick example. I was bartending when I was in my late teens to pay to put me through law school. She hated the fact that I was bartending. It had a stigma. I was getting home at three o'clock in the morning. She hated it. So she made me quit that job and got me a summer job in her office to make, um, how did she put it? To make, um, a, you know, an not honest, but a, a more, you know, a prominent way to earn a living as working in an insurance office as opposed to working in a bar. And guess what? 30 years later, I'm still in the damn insurance business. Like she completely manipulated and controlled yeah, that situation. You know what? Oh, that makes me think like by railroading you into that, it makes me wonder what might you have done? You probably would have been the lawyer. I would have been, been a lawyer. lawyer. You would have been the lawyer. Of and course, then she has the nerve to say to me yeah. 25 years later, I don't know why you didn't finish law school. Oh, no. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, no. Well, no, anyway, no, so, that, no, so I, there's I, no way yeah. that I could ever, ever push my daughter to doing something like that. I, if I said to her, quit your job because you need to make a living working in my insurance industry, she would be like, who are you? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I agree with that. And, and that, geez, that, that opens up so many more discussions here and um one for sure the difference is that we want to encourage our daughters to be the best they can be whatever they choose to be yes. i know that you feel the same way i do um the other thing is too back back in the day if we were to be exposed to other cultures it would only have been the families that were maybe in our neighborhood or in our province or whatever we would see on tv mm-hmm. now of course um there is more travel but we are exposed to everybody's culture because once again, yeah. because of the net, right? Like we can see what anybody's doing at any time. We can watch their YouTube videos. We, we see their TikToks, and, and we, we are all being exposed to everybody. There's way more awareness now too on, um, on women's rights, on what other women in other countries that uh, may not have the same kind of freedom that we have. Mm-hmm. We are all exposed to that. Our daughters are exposed to that. Our daughters want to see uh, freedom and equality for all. Um, you know, and, and people have a voice now. Women have voices and they, they didn't as much back in our day. We have Gloria Steinem, of course, who was paving oh. the way for us. God love thank her. Thank you, Gloria. Yeah. Yes, yes, thank you. And, and, um, but that was so slow moving, whereas everything now is fast paced and can be immediate. And you can go on to your Instagram or any social media account and say what you feel and, and put it out there. And there's more acceptance as well, right? A lot more acceptance, yeah. which is great. And it's not, we're not, you know, they're not feeling like they're being forced and they won't accept it. 
No. They want to say, like, I don't know about you, but I feared my mother. Oh, yeah. So if Both I didn't do what she wanted, I was terrified that there would be huge repercussions. And I don't know what any of those ever looked like because I, I was always very strong and independent. Yeah. And then there was that side of me that only pushed it so far because I, I never wanted to be on that side of my mom. Yes. Right? It, it, yeah. That was just the way we were brought up. Like, And in my household, she was not, my dad wasn't a disciplinarian. Oh, okay. He was a soft one. So I grew up, and it, my situation was a little different too because my mother was not, back then, you know, French-Canadian women got married and they had 20 kids. She got married later than, than the average in that demographic, and then yes. she had two daughters. And then she said to my dad, as soon as one is old enough to look after the other one, I'm going back to work. So I was, it was a bit unusual because she was all very career-minded and industrious. Yeah. At the same time, she was controlling and not as accepting she had a very she had a map of what we were going to look like like wow my sister and i and what our lives were going to look like and th there were not a lot of detours and she even had to approve the detours today like that's what we're saying like our daughters certainly mine would never accept that never no from me either. like if i said no. this is what she would say to me this is my life i'm gonna live it I've made these choices. They're educated choices. I believe in what I'm doing. And either you support me or you don't. Either way, I'm doing this. I would have never said that to my mom. Even even no. today, I'd be afraid to say that to her. So but I don't think you would also take the same route your mother did either. No. You, as you, well, what you just said. Right. And I think that's, that's the difference is we encourage our daughters to do that. That's what we want. We want to encourage them to make up their minds, to know what they really want, to do what they love, to go after their dreams, their passion, and to find it. And to make a difference in the world. I really want my girls to have a voice and to take care of other women as well. And um, that, that's my my dream. Right. <laughs> so if anything, I will encourage them in that direction. But that's what you Whatever just... that is. Yeah. Whatever that direction right. is, right? Whatever it is. I don't know. It I has to be. You have to. We have to. I think that, honestly, the way that our girls are being raised is, is much more liberating. Yes. And to your point, you want them to follow their dreams, not your instructions precisely not your roadmap of what plan it would look like yes yes and i mean and then let's go back once again to our situation the fact that i was brought up well i was raised with that whole idea that i need to find a man to provide for me and my family i would never want to do that because as it turns out as you were saying I am a single mother. I still am. I have been for 16 years. My children were two, four, and six when my husband left. And yes, I had a lot of family support and help, but I would never have wanted to have been dependent on my husband. I want my girls to feel the same way and to know they can stand on their own two feet and to have a husband would be more of a partner as opposed to a provider, right? Yes. A provider and somebody that you're catering to constantly. A partnership is yeah. so important. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So is there anything else you think we should add to this whole raising girls now and then? Well, yeah, raising girls now. I, 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 well, I mean, less, so my dad, that was a totally different thing, like with the Roman Catholic upbringing, which, mm -hmm. is, which was fine. My dad was very staunch that, you know, I had to save myself for marriage. Oh, same but it was my mother who said that. Your mother did that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. My well, mother never really got involved with that kind of conversation. My dad would just be, you know, you have to save yourself for marriage. And I'd be like, 
I was terrified of ever telling my parents the first time I had sex because I thought he would just be so <laughs> disappointed in me. And, you know, like, uh, did so, you ever have that conversation? I don't think I ever spoke, told my parents. I did because he, he overheard me on, he picked up the phone. He was eavesdropping oh on that. one of my conversations. I could hear him breathing. Like, are you, he, my dad was a smoker. Like, I could hear this. And I go, <laughs> anyway, he caught, he, he caught it at, right at that moment when I, said to my boyfriend, you know, what I said. And he, I remember he came downstairs and he sat down. He's very dramatic, my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I sat down like he'd just been shot and said, oh, I'm so heartbroken and devastated. You have crushed me. No. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, well, I asked you to save yourself from marriage. I go, well, what? Yeah, you did. But what, what am I saving? Like, what am I waiting for? Today's generation, like I've talked to my daughter and a lot of her friends. They like, I don't know why your generation was so uptight about it. It's just sex. Yeah. And I'm glad they have that attitude. I'm really glad. I am too. Oh my God. We I'm got too. way too much. Uh, it's, oh, pressure. it's pressure. Too much pressure. There's too much drama surrounding it. It was, it was way too much of a, of a cloud hanging over me. I was, you know, it was a, a big stigma. You remember it was a big stigma. Back then, too, if you, if I don't like at school, if you were free spirited, right? Oh, yeah. Even though 70s was about that. All about that. You know, 60s, 70s, and yeah, but still there was. Oh, my gosh. When I think about that, that's a whole other, that's a whole other conversation. A whole other episode that we can have. What I love is that that there's so much opportunity and inequality today, and that. Our daughters, and we're focusing on daughters because we were looking at the, you know, comparison between when we were raised, the difference in the in culture and, and upbringing in the world and communication and what's available to them as far as information. Um, I love that they're independent and driven and they know what they want to do with their careers and they have that available to them. Their world is not limited on yeah. their choices. Yeah, it's so great. I don't like that she can't cook, though. <laughs> But she has no interest. Yeah. I don't either. But she can if you have to, right? She can. can, And it's not something that's of interest to her. So there's not that that we had to I had to learn how to cook. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Me me as well. And iron and do laundry and 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 everything. And she's just like, you know, it's not a priority for me. I'm taking my university courses and there's yeah. Uber Eats. That's I was just I was gonna say that too. But we would love anyway. to hear from you. Yes. Yeah. Um on your thoughts or if you have funny stories that you want to tell us about the differences between you know how you were raised and how you've raised your daughter. Um by all means, please yeah. at any time, yeah, you know, send it in. Send Let it us in. know. Let us know. We'll do a whole other show on on your feedback and uh other people's uh, experiences. That would be great. Anyway, thank you so much for watching. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Bye for now. Bye.